49ers fans. This is 49ers fangirl Tracy, and I am here with SoCali Steph. Hi, Steph. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Well, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, considering the awful loss yesterday, but, you know, that's what it is. We have a lot to learn, so I'm to talk about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely lots to talk about and a, a lot for the team to learn. That was quite a different game from the game we saw Monday night and actually looked like two entirely different teams. Oh, completely. Um, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, I understand that it was a short week and everyone tends to blame it on that. But I think that the Steelers were just very, very prepared for our run game. And that really, you know, is what set them apart from other you know, other teams, especially, they were they were definitely preparing. They're going after Carlos Hyde, who had made such a difference uh, last Sunday. It made a huge, huge difference, uh, and I think. The other big difference was our defense. It, the defense on Sunday, on sorry, the defense Monday night looked just so together and on top of things, and they were tough, and they were blitzing, and they were going after Bridgewater and they could stop Adrian Peterson. And it was like yesterday, it was as if Ben Roethlisberger and company could do no wrong and our defense could do no right. Well, and it was more, in my opinion, you know, they were getting beat in the trenches, which is true. But, you know, the, the secondary just looked awful. I mean, when you have, you know, Darius or Hayward Bay just like, get on the scoreboard who hasn't been able to do anything. It's just every time you looked, it was like they were just getting beat. They're getting blown out by Antonio Brown. And it just it was really bad to see our secondary look so, I don't know, just like they were chasing the whole time. And I, I don't know, it was like the, one of the worst performances I think I've seen in the 49ers secondary ever. They looked completely discombobulated, completely confused. They didn't seem to know which way it was up. It was it was a terrible performance for by the secondary, which I hate saying because I try to be a positive fan, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. it was what it was. Yeah. Uh, and the pass rush, it, it 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 was tough. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? No, I, I mean, but I, I was just gonna say that I mean, it didn't look on. It didn't look good on either side of the ball particularly. So, you know, the defense, you know, yeah, I expected more. I thought it was going to be a little bit tougher. And I'm sure, you know, they're going to look at a lot of that film, and I'm hoping they can improve from that. But it just seemed like they were dominated in the trenches trenches, and just, you know, shred, just shredded the 29ers there. Like, it was awful. Like, when, you know, when I saw that, I just was it's hard to watch. I wanted to turn it off. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen, and it probably feels like I've never seen, even though I'm sure I have, but it felt like I have never seen a quarterback go back and throw so many long passes for completions to wide open people in my life. <laughs> it was on, I was like, how is he so open? And listen, Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown. He is a very talented wide receiver. And Ben Roethlisberger is a very talented quarterback. I don't take anything away from them, but, but the, the domination was over the top. It, after Monday night's yeah. performance, I thought the 49ers would have been much more competitive. Um, I had picked them to win, which probably was more with my heart than my head, but I definitely thought they would have been much more competitive. 
Yeah, Steelers are a good team. Like they're definitely contenders. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised they won. I just was surprised about the blowout. I guess. So that is what kind of was very disheartening. So, you know, it is what it is. But you know, there are some good things too. That you know, the 49ers did well. Um, I think Chop looked pretty solid, and mm-hmm. you know, he he was stepping up in the pocket and he was using his legs. And you know, he's not perfect and everything like that, but he looks good. Um, and the three drop passes didn't help. You know, Steel Vernon no. dropped one. Bruce dropped that one, which does that Calvin Johnson role. And then Anquan Bolden dropped one. You know, he was totally open on the sideline. So, you know, those, those are the times when they need to catch those balls, too. When he puts them there, they, that's their job to count them. So I'm not going to put all of the blame on Cap. Because um, he looks pretty decent. And then it can also help, you know, that what was frustrating on my end is um, that offensive line looks awful. It just looks abysmal. Oh. I mean, any time he had, even when Cap had time or the receivers themselves, he had seconds. He didn't even have time. He basically had seconds after the ball was snapped to get rid of it. And that's any quarterback. I don't care who you are. Oh, 100%. And it was, you know, 100%. And it was both sides of the line. I mean, Eric Pears stood out as a real problem with his three penalties. It's a kind of a dubious honor. Oh, I know. A dubious way to stand out. But you know what? Both sides of the offensive line look bad. Joe Staley was getting beat. I mean, it, was, it wasn't good. I do definitely agree with you that a bright spot in the game was cap. And I know a lot of people have said, well... You know, he started to really perform well when it was kind of garbage time and the Steelers didn't care. But you know what? I disagree. I think that that's a time where you could start pushing, where you could start making a lot of mistakes. And I, I thought he, he never gave up. I thought he looked really good. He had good numbers. Like you said, the drop passes did not help. But he threw for two touchdown ba- passes. He threw for three over 300 yards. And you can see the improvements in cap. I felt that way last Monday night. I felt the way yesterday, you can see the improvements. Like, you really can, and I feel like that is a big bright spot. And the other thing that's very interesting is he's looking so much, like, so much more of a leader on the field. Um, And I appreciate that. I've noticed he's been pretty quiet on social media. Uh, It feels like he's really kind of maturing and and growing up as a quarterback and as a leader, which was definitely a bright spot to see. Yeah, you know, in in this I guess that's where it was frustrating because when you saw when you saw the Steelers really prepared to shut down Hyde, mm-hmm. that's where we needed to counter with our passing game. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, what I wanted to see, which we've all been waiting to see for I don't know how long, but you just sometimes you cannot run the ball because they've got your number. So then you have to counter it. And they were blitzing. They're blitzing hard. And so... I don't know, I'm of the opinion, like, really great, spectacular um, plays happen during blitzes, and we've never been able to solve, like, have a backup plan when we get blitzed. We need to be more prepared for that. And if we are being blitzed, you know, it just felt like Cap had no more than a second upon snapping the ball, Mm -hmm. because the O-line was just so bad, and it doesn't matter how good Cap is. Or offensive line play is going to get in the way every time. So it's frustrating. And even when I, there was a time when I thought, who I love, you know, Joe Staley, mm-hmm. he just seemed confused. He didn't know what was going on. And 
Eric Pierce, very bad. And you mentioned the penalties. You know, I just, I don't know. It just seems like that's really been, you know, our Achilles heel. And, and when we go into face Arizona, like, they blitz all the time. So mm-hmm. if they don't figure this out quickly, it's going to be a real big problem. We won't be able to get anything done. And the, really, I think the two, in my opinion, at least the two biggest question marks coming into the season were the offensive line and the secondary, and that was exposed yesterday. But I am very concerned about the offensive line because I agree with you. It does not matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady, if you're Joe Montana, if you're Steve Young, if you're Peyton Manning. If your offensive line can't give you some sort of pass, pass protection, there's nothing you can do. Right, and even our run game, our run protection wasn't really that no. great either. Like, no, it was not. Just like every, I don't know, it just wasn't good. We've always been really good run blockers, and the 49ers have been strong in that area, and they just, you know, they, they block well, and even our players are taught to block well. I mean, Vernon Davis is one of the best run blockers I've ever mm-hmm. seen, you know, especially for a tight end. Absolutely. And we just weren't, it wasn't clicking, it wasn't happening, and you know, we couldn't get anything going on that. Then, you know, of course, you look for a passing game. That's just awful. So, at that point, what do you do? I mean, what, you know, what did he do? And it seemed like Cap was, didn't give up, which I loved. And I loved that when you saw that, that was a great pass to Tori Smith. And it was a great catch on both sides. Like, that that needs something, you know. 100%. There needs to be... You know, that, those kinds of plans, and I'm glad they didn't give up. And I know people say garbage time, like you said, but, you know, they, they weren't playing their garbage players. So, no, they weren't. Uh, you know, they were going against their, you know, their number one defense, so they still made those plays. So, I, yeah, you know, it didn't count or whatever towards the, you know, and they'll be all, but count it to me, because if you can do that against those really good defenders, then you can do it more often. And I think that the team will need some confidence. The offensive um, game will need more confidence like we can do this. But they do need to figure it out. If the defensive line can't do something, then they need to prepare for the blitz and they need to have like a backup plan in case something mm-hmm. goes awry. And they need to figure it out quick. <laughs> like because they're going to Arizona and then they have Green Bay uh-huh. coming to town and then they're going to go oh, to New God. York and then they have Baltimore and then they have Seattle. It's not like the next few weeks are super super easy. <laughs> uh, so they are going to have to figure it out super duper quick. I mean my my concern on the offensive line and maybe this is a bad attitude but this is my concern on the offensive line is I just don't know that the talent is there to figure it out. Um, but I could be wrong about that, at least on the right side of the line. And I, I could be wrong about that. And I do think they looked really good Monday night. And I might just be in a little bit of a down moment. Um, but that is a little bit of a concern. They might be able to figure out as best they can, but as best is this is as best they can good enough. And I guess that's the question that remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, I think Joe Staley and Alex Boone should be able to rebound better. They just should. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Like, the right side of the line is just not pretty. And no, it's not. I, I didn't really understand why the 49ers didn't pick up. There was a lot of good young talent, you know, who played offensive line, you know, in the draft. And it boggled my mind that we didn't pick up one. Um, maybe they think that they can get, you know, make these guys 
do what, you know, how they did with Alex Boom, you know, he was, mm-hmm. you know, and how they turned him around. Maybe that's their philosophy, like they don't want to spend money in that area and they don't want to rebuild in that area. But at some point, it's got to be important to them because you have to protect your quarterback. And I think that they only feel that Joe Staley is the money position, but really it's everything if you really want to get the offensive line going. So, I don't know. It's just, it's all bizarre. And I'm, I'm concerned still. I mean, I'm whole, you know, they do have Brandon Thomas, I think. And, um, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking maybe you should get, or Trenton Brown, you know. Maybe they should get some shots. I don't know. I mean, that's one you kind of wonder. But they look very, you know, uh, they, you know, they didn't look that great in the preseason, Trenton Brown and Maybe they feel like it's going to be much different when Kilgore gets back. And maybe that was, maybe the Kilgore setback is why they didn't, maybe they didn't expect him to have had another setback. And so they didn't Uh end up getting anybody else. But then I feel like he, they knew he had a setback when Evan Mathis was still available. Uh So that was confusing to me as well. So, um, they, they made their decisions and that's what the decisions they made. And, exactly. You know, it's, um, you know, it, it was just, since Trent came out with this whole thing, we're going to run the ball. I felt like, okay, we're going to run the ball, but we better, you know, have an O-line that can back that up. It's mm-hmm. not just about a, a power run game. Yeah. We've done that very well and our run blocking was second to none, I'd say three years ago. But now, you know, with, we've lost so much and, you know, I'm not even talking about four, but like, I think Hyde is, is a wonderful talent. You know, I said it even, I didn't understand why we didn't use him more last year. I was mm-hmm. frustrating. So it's frustrating for me since last year because we had more last year as far as, you know, we weren't built to pass block. We weren't, you know, weren't engineered to do that. Those players were specifically um, you know, engineered and hand-picked to run block. And then they had this whole passing game. And then we didn't have people running the ball. And then it was just very odd. And then now this year we have them running the ball, but nobody knows how to Run block. <laughs> which is which is going to make it a lot harder to run the ball. <laughs> it's like clearly, <laughs> it's like what comes like, first, okay. the chicken or the yeah. egg? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a frustrating game. I hope they build on it. I hope they learn from it. Um, but it, it it did not look pretty. No, it did. It did not look pretty. And I actually think Sunday in Arizona will be a very big test as to the ability of this team and this coaching staff to um, to retool, to work on some things, mm-hmm. and to be able to move forward. I do appreciate that Tom Sula is pretty – he's pretty even-keeled. He wasn't overly excited Monday night. He wasn't overly upset yesterday. He's right. We're going to lose games. We're going to win games. Um, and you just got to, you know, move on to the next game. But hopefully that is really how he feels, and that trickles down to the coaching staff and the team because – you know, yesterday was a pretty, I would imagine, a pretty demoralizing loss, especially coming off such an exciting Monday night. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, a couple of things that I, I've noticed that I think are probably worth mentioning that 
do improve upon last year is I feel like last year there was a lot of playing down to the level of the competition. So uh-huh. there were a lot of games where we lost, you know, we lost the game because we were the better team, but we played like we weren't or we played to level the competition. I thought Monday night we did not do that, obviously, uh-huh. um, which was uh-huh. great. And yesterday, obviously, we had a competition that was su- much superior, but we didn't fold. Um Bye. So at least that's good. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking for bright. I'm looking for bright spots wherever I can find them. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's noble. I <laughs> thank you. Be, I, it's noble. I, I like that. I mean, I I think we can win against Arizona. I think it's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. I know that they're going to come hard with the blitz because that is what they do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they can't figure that out, we probably will lose. I think it comes down to you know that offensive line. You know, really stepping up and doing their job. Or having, if they can't do it, if they can't get through this, then they need to develop, the defensive scheme has to get different. Mm-hmm. It has to be different so that it can, you know, adjust to the heavy blitzing. And, the, you know, because if we're not going to win in the trenches, then we're going to have to go aerial. And I know that's not really their focus or whatever, but the deal about the football is, is that you you have to be versatile and you have to surprise what you're going to do and I think Cap has every ability to throw I think he can be accurate I think once we get you know some synergy with the whole you know passing game I think we could be a monster if we can do it it's just getting that you know that for it to finally drive you know not just not just for one player out of, you know, all of them, they can actually get it going for the whole entire, you know, it's always like one player he'll go to, and that's frustrating to me, so I want to see him hit multiple runners. Yes, I would agree, and and then they, and, you know, I know we've talked about it, but it's, it's worth repeating, they have to catch the ball. I mean, it's really inexcusable, and I'm saying this about players that I love, but it's, like, inexcusable that... People such as Anquan Bolden and Vernon Davis and Bruce Miller are dropping passes that are perfectly thrown when they're open, yeah. and the, it's just those are inexcusable things. And that happened. That did happen a lot, a lot yesterday, and it happened last, last year. year. And you know, a, a lot. I always said to people in terms of cap last year, I was like, in in a little bit of fairness, he had his the two league leaders in drop passes were two of his yep. receivers, and that is. Yep a hard thing to overcome. So that kind of stuff to me is inexcusable. And that's kind of sloppiness that I think needs to be uh, really focused on. And I'm not one of the coaches, but if I were, I would say you are going to stand here. Yes. You know what? We are honorary coaches. We care that much. (laughs) And I would have them out there and saying, you know what, let's pretend you're a rookie and I'm just going to keep throwing and throwing and throwing and you're going to keep catching. I mean, it, you know, it was like little stuff, not really holding onto the ball, not, you know, looking forward instead of making sure you had the ball, you know, all that kind of little stuff that makes you drop three perfectly well-thrown passes. I don't, I don't think they weren't going to win yesterday, no matter what, but they should have been, a. I mean, I, I didn't feel that way the other day, but as soon as the game started, I could tell they weren't going to win, but they should have been, as you said earlier, much more competitive in the game. And that's yeah, part of it. Like, if, if your game is, if your game is running, okay, this is what I didn't get. Um, because, you know, I don't know if you watch college, but I do. Yes. But Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he was, he backed up Carlos Hyde. And we 
movie and run. And he had such great success. Mm -hmm. They just keep running, running, running him down everyone's throat. And I'm sitting here going, why don't we do that? Like, if, if the run game is our thing, and we tire on that out, and we keep going, and we keep pushing, and we keep going, and then we get it. You know, that's the run game. But mm -hmm. it was like there was these shifts, and they didn't know what they were doing, and then they wouldn't keep it going. And that's what, that was our game with Gore. We said, okay, we'll give it to Gore, you know, 85,000 times until, mm -hmm. you know, he gets through. Mm -hmm. And that we tire that relief did you breathe when they said that he was cleared for concussion yeah I mean <laughs> not that I wanted him to play yesterday but oh I'm yeah, glad they kept I'm him out but oh me too I was just really concerned about I was concerned about future games I was like oh gosh no concussion I yes I thought it was absolutely the right call to keep him out there was no point at that game to bring him back in but I did breathe a huge sigh of relief when they said he'd been cleared for a concussion because that means he will be available on Sunday Hopefully, yeah. I don't know. I, I tend to be really uh, nervous about what, you know, doctors say about players. I think they tell us, you know, the the bare minimum, especially the 49ers. I mean, but I do, you know, obviously hope he's okay, and I want him to be ready to play, but I want him to be healthy, too. So whatever they need to do to make it work and make him healthy, that's, to me, that's my priority, you know? Yeah, I would. Even I... if you Game, oh, yes. No, absolutely. It would not be worth it at all for the future for him yeah. to play on Sunday. Um, uh, so I have a question for you that I know you will probably feel strongly about. Where was Jaquaski Tart yesterday? I know. I love him, too. Like, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you. I was like, well, I mean, I like Steph can't be happy. Fun, I was very confused by that. I thought he made such critical plays the week before. He was he just showed so much promise. And then yesterday, I'm thinking, where is he? Especially once they were so off, I was like, why is he not now become? If let's for whatever reason, they decided not to make him a huge part of the plan um, at the start of the game. But then you saw how off the secondary was, and I wonder why is he not? Why why not give it a try at this point? Why not give it a try? And he looked so good Monday night and did make so many good plays. And he had a sack. I mean, I just, I was very confused by that. I didn't understand. 
you know, and I, I do try to remember that even though we are honorary coaches, we are not there every day and we're not <laughs> at practice and not in the locker room and not seeing oh, what's no. going on. And so I'm yeah. assuming there's a reason, but it just kind of, I was just really confused. Like, where's, why is he not part of the plan? And if he wasn't part of the plan to beginning for whatever reason, why not throw him in now? Because they look completely confused. I mean, you had Michael Wilhold on Singus, uh, Wilhoit, sorry, on single coverage on Marcus Wheaton who caught a 48 yard pass and you could see he was I mean Will it looked ticked he's looking around going who was supposed to be with me down here um uh-huh. it was just I was just confused but again I know that I'm not there every day so I'm assuming there's a reason but I'd love to know what the reason was because I just was like where's Drakowski I mean this is a kid that looked really good the other day who looked really good in preseason and now you're playing the Steelers why is he not part of this so that was... Right. I mean, he he killed some he killed some plays like so many plays and hard plays like he killed it on you know, last week. So that's yeah, disappointing too. But maybe they just thought the Steelers, you know, in their run game is where they were going to do. They didn't know that they were going to go. I don't. They didn't know they were going to lights out. I'm not. I have no idea really why they would do that. But you know, it just. That's game planning, and they have a game plan, and he wasn't part of it. So they probably just completely misjudged the Steelers. And to me, that's yes. the coaching. That has nothing to do with the players' mm-hmm. coaching. And if, the, and if the secondary was all discombobulated yesterday, that's coaching. It's because they were taught, told, this is where you should be, this is where you should go. And Or these guys, you know, are relying too much, which was my fear, is, you know, this mentality that, we're going to tell you what to run, and you stop, you stop, you know, running on your instinct because you have to have the instinct to know where to go. You have to be able to read the play. But I'm scared about the defense being scripted so that they go exactly where they go. But then, you know, because you know, Roethlisberger can read you. So if he reads the defense, it just it, it became too predictable for him. So he knew exactly what to do. So. Maybe they just showed so much, you know, predictability that that's why they got over. Because it was all scripted instead of letting these guys play, you know, with their instincts and letting them lead. Yeah. And I think you hit, I think you really hit it there. And I think that's an excellent point. They didn't look like they were playing with instinct. That's really, I think you kind of, you just, good job, Steph. I just think you just summed it right up. They really didn't. It was very, <laughs> good job. I think I'm going to send you up to Santa Clara for the week. Uh, I think they. I know. Let me get a, let me talk to Mancini. I think you might need to, I think, I think you guys might need to sit down and have a little chat. But they didn't look like they were playing on instinct. It's like, oh no, this is what we're supposed to do. Part of that is that they do have a lot of young guys and maybe they feel like they have to script everything so they know where to be. They got a hold of the hand, but, but they you know, still have. But they did that with cats. They, they did. Cats, but like, and they still do with cats. Like, they haven't been able to let go of that control and just let these guys play football. So, and I, I think coaching is, is huge. I think it's huge more than anything, probably anybody. But I do think that they can also overcoach. And I do think that they can um, get it. They have to give the players a chance to play and make plays. And if it's too scripted, I think that can be a problem. I think that was definitely a problem in the secondary I absolutely agree. And, I, you know, Bowman said yesterday we're a young team, and he's excited to see how everyone bounces back from this. And, 
you know, it is, it's one loss. I just think it, it just, they look so bad. It's not even so much they lost, they look so bad, but I think there was a lot to learn from. Um, so we'll hope, hope that they do because like I said earlier, they do not have an easy road ahead of them. No, no. So <laughs> <laughs> I have Arizona next week. I think it, it's winnable. I do. Oh, it's I. It's winnable. I think it'd be a tough game. And then, oh, let's see. Then uh, after what Arizona, they have Green Bay at home. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So that's gonna be that. That could be rough. And then uh, I was thinking last night how I was yeah. cheering for Green Bay like the biggest Green Bay fan ever. And in two weeks, I'm gonna be so anti Green Bay. Um, but uh, then, so then after they have Green Bay at home, then after that they have the Giants on the road. Then they have which uh. it's the traveling on that one. I think I think the Giants they can beat. Um, I mean, they can beat a lot of teams if they're playing well. But then after the Giants on the road, they have Baltimore at home on a Sunday. And then that Thursday, they have the Seahawks at home. Right. So, Which I think that they can – I mean, after seeing the Seahawks, I don't think that they're that – I mean, I know there's a big rivalry, but I don't think they look very good either. So I'm actually glad we're facing them two times this season because it's – they look awful, but, you know, they're probably going to bring some, you know, luck to the way that they figure out these crazy things. And, um, you know, I'm not saying we shouldn't take them seriously, but I, I really think that we can beat them. I think we can beat them twice. I think I think that I I would say over the next few weeks, if I, I would I would say there's a lot of games we can win if we play. I guess, for lack of a better term, our brand of football. And right. we can play with our brand of football if we put a little more trust in the players um, and let them. I mean, obviously there has to be a scripted pl- game plan, but I think you really I think you really hit it there with that instinct thing is letting these guys play on instinct. Um, and, if, you know, if we can play our game, this is a good team. There's a lot of talent on this team. It's just yeah, getting this talent yeah. together. They're young. They're very young, and there's something to be said for freshness and youth. Um, and if they can get it together, you know, I think this is a very good football team. Um, I just do you, be different. do you still stick by your eight and eight? I actually, I, I actually said I changed it a couple weeks ago to nine and seven. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I know I'm getting crazy with nine and seven. Now I'm just being, now I'm just being nuts, but I know it is, (laughs) but you know what? I do think I, you know, I'm going to stick by it. We've only played two games. Um, you know, I, I, two years ago we started the season one and two and went to the NFC championship game. And right now we're one and one. Um, and I, I do think Sunday is a winnable game. I'm going to stick yeah. with it for now. I because I but I because I yeah. believe in the talent of the team. I think what the the it factor is them coming together as a team and harnessing that talent in a way that works, um, and that the coaching staff kind of being able to adjust week to week. But I believe in this coaching staff. I I really like Tom Sula. I think he he the players like him and he's a player's coach and they want to play for him and. I think he does know what he's doing. I think he's a good football mind. I think that he's got good people around him. So it still remains to be seen. And Vincini 
was Mancini was really good on defense. Like yes. I, I never understood why he came to the Forty Nineers and became a tight end coach. Never got it. But I do respect the guy on defense. So mm-hmm. I and I, I don't. I, I'm just hoping that he really looks at what has happened in the last secondary, you know, and what happened in the trenches, and kind of revise that a little bit because we don't have. Um, we don't have a bad defense, even with no. all of our losses. We have a good defense. And when we see when other teams can pull things off, we can too, but it's all about strategy and it's all about, you know, coaching and making sure that we get it done at the end of the day. So I think uh, I think he has some work to do, but I, I, I have confidence in him, definitely. I do too. I, really, I do. And I actually, I have confidence in Geep. I think... Um... I, as of now, at least, I do have confidence. I mean, he's had one, they had one really spectacular game and one really, really bad game. So I do think it's still a little bit remains to be seen. Um, there is a lot of time left in this season and, you know, we'll see how it goes, but I'm, I'm sticking. Are you still, how are you still feeling about eight and eight? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I think we're definitely, I, I will still stand by eight and eight. It's probably not the teams I had originally thought because I did think we could beat the Steelers. But I get why we didn't. And, and they are a good team. They have my respect. Yeah. But, I, you know, it doesn't mean that we can't win games I wasn't sure about. Like, I was very, like, terrified of Seattle. No, I'm not so terrified after I've seen them play. So, you know, it might not be the way I thought, but I definitely think me is doable. And, you know, if they, you know, make the playoffs by any way, I think that, you know, they're driven. I think the they kids want it. I think Cap wants it more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying new things, and that's okay. And they, you know, we'll have to get it together. And, you know, them losing, it could be a very big firing point for them. It was definitely in past season. So nobody likes to lose, especially guys that are that competitive. So hopefully, yeah, they figure it out. I said this last year, I think it was after the Chicago game, I'm going to say this again, and this is, I, I don't believe they're going to go to the Super Bowl, this is not me saying that, um, because I, I have hope, but I'm not completely delusional, but I, <laughs> in 1995, and then they won the Super Bowl in 95, they lost to the Eagles early in the season, 40-8, to eight, and they looked terrible. And I always think of that game, and I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. Like I said, I'm not delusional. But I think you can have an early terrible loss that you could actually really learn a lot from and grow from that could change your season. So I'm going to hope that that's what this is. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going with. I always, whenever I get down on a game, I'm like, but in nine, the 95 season. <laughs> They lost forty yeah, right. Um and I remember Seaford pulled young and it was it was a mess of a game. Um I so that. I look at that and I think this could be a huge learning experience and it'll be interesting to see how this young team can learn and bounce back and what goes on on Sunday. Do they will they look competitive yeah. Sunday and well time will tell on that. We'll be able to talk about that next Monday. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so sorry I missed last week too. I wanted to Fantastic. All right. Um, sounds good. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next week. <laughs>